Blog Talk Radio. Truth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. Are the Bible's prophecies today's reality? This could be the sign that signals the return of Christ. World leaders are working behind the curtains. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. Secret societies, secret oaths, secret proceedings. Now, get ready for an hour of truth that will make you think. We'll examine Bible prophecy and see how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ for His church. You're in the zone. Politics, Israel, the Middle East, the revised European superstate, and more. All in the zone. This is the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong.
then it ended up saying that it couldn't have been. And uh, Sirhan Sirhan was the only shooter involved. Sounds just like the JFK assassination and even the MLK assassination. But uh, what does this have to do with Christianity? It has a lot to do with Christianity. Uh, the Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. It says pray for every man, lifting up holy hands. Um, it also tells us to uh, be submissive to a certain point. Well, actually, to a whole big point. A lot of people probably get mad at me for saying this, but um, we must be obedient to God first and then man second. Now, uh, the United States, we must remember, is a gift. It is a gift, uh, and it is a system of, believe it or not, justice due popularity to the law. And um, Christians um, have been a very uh, strong pillar in this, the making of American society. However, with that being said, when is enough enough? For instance, abortion. If we lay off the premise that, hey, God created uh, and his word, uh, stand by, please. Yes. Hey, bro. Uh, hopefully I can hear, hear you coming in loud and clear. I'm going to see if this works. If not, I'm going to have to give you the switchboard phone number. But uh, hopefully, are you two, where, where are you on the cell phone? Uh, yeah. Huh? Okay, let me see if it works, if, if I can hear you. Okay, uh, how's your weekend going? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. I'm still ain't going to find out how this thing sounds, because what it is is I got you on a intercom, on a regular phone intercom, right in front of a mic. So I, I really can't tell how you sound, and, and I'm going to try to figure it out as we do this interview. If not, I might have to tell you to shift gears and just call back on another line if, 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 if you sound muffled. This is the first time I've ever did this. Okay. Yeah, you're in and out really bad. Okay, Emma. Okay, how about now? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I try. <laughs> All right. All right. I try. I'm calling, I'm calling in at ten, right? Yeah. Uh, no, just go. Are you good to call in right now? Are you on the road right now? Uh, I'm actually. I'm just finishing up at work, and I gotta roll home, and then I oh, can call in. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, call in as soon as you can, though. Okay, I will. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, right now, right? Yeah, here's a new phone number. Uh, I got you on right now, though. I don't think they can hear you. But uh, the new phone number is, um, uh, you might as well just go ahead and call my switchboard. Uh, uh, so, uh, you got a pen? Uh, hang on, hang tight. Hold on a second. I got to run in the back. Okay, guys, I'm sorry about that. I tried to try something new, which was... The intercom um, on the phone, uh, I didn't factor in that I got to actually be holding the cell phone. But anyway, so we get on with the uh, interviews. Get them to call back as soon as possible. Okay, go ahead with the phone number. Okay, the phone number is area code 347-826-7081. You can call back, call as soon as possible if you can. That'd be awesome. Okay, I'll call you. Okay, thanks. 
Okay. But anyway, uh, what uh, is in the news? There's a lot of things going on in the news. The Middle East uh, is um, uh, on the verge of revolution. And um, a lot of uh, changes have been taking place in the last year and a half. Um, and uh, things are taking place. Things are transforming itself into the very um, sequence that God would have before the end times start to take shape. And yes, uh, there was an Iranian uh, revolution just recently, not too long ago. <coughs> and I, I, this is this is what I believe, folks. Um, and I, I'm not the I don't hold the patent on Bible prophecy, but what I what I believe is happening is that the Antichrist will be a Muslim. Uh, and, and a lot of people don't believe that he's going to be a Muslim, but I do believe that the Antichrist will be a Muslim from the uh, uh, empire of Antiochus Epiphanes, which is a Syrian empire. Uh, that's why you see all these revolutions. Uh, uh, that's why you, uh, if you if you look at the Bible carefully, um, in Daniel chapter eight, it talks about um, Alexander the Great's empire being broken up into four pieces, and the four pieces was also divided. Um, that uh, Alexander the Great's empire will be divided among his generals. And one of those uh, generals ended up creating a uh, pan, uh, which you call uh, Alexander the Great Empire. It's a smaller version of it. But um, he was... Uh, I'm sorry, something's grabbed my attention. Well, anyway, his uh, empire was broken up, and Antiochus Epiphanes ended up being the leader of one of those empires. And the Bible considers Antiochus Epiphanes as a mirror of the Antichrist, which is from the Syrian Empire. Now, the Seleucid Empire span uh, parts of Iraq, uh, Syria, and... Um, a little bit of grease, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, there's a good chance that the uh, war, a war will be someday engulf the Middle East, which will involve uh, Syria. And if you read Isaiah 17, Damascus is taken away from sin to being a city, which I do believe the same fate of the leaders of Syria will rise, the same fate fate as did Saddam Hussein when uh, George Bush Jr. did what my daddy, and he tried to kill my daddy. That's the only excuse he used to go to war. Um, God bless America. And uh, we had to take him out because he was going to blow us all up. Okay. I went over there and I actually walked in the desert and looked at those those um 
tanks that they had there. Of course, they were all blown up, but I'm like, if they, if they can be that blown up, then he didn't really have anything to begin with in the first place. <sighs> so, um, it behooves us to uh, take a look at Egypt as a pivotal peacemaker in the Middle East. These guys were holding the peace. And now they are taken out of the place. Uh, I have an article that says Egypt will maintain its peace treaty with Israel, military says. Well, anytime a, uh, someone is clapping because a. Uh, darn it. Anytime somebody's clapping because a military is taking over a country. And saying, hey, hey, praise, 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 you know, praise Allah. Now we have peace, you know, and the, a military is taking over or seizing. Uh, hold on, let me make sure that uh, he did not call in, because I'm not even staring at the switchboard. Okay, he didn't call in yet. Okay, I'm hoping he calls in pretty soon, because I have another guest I didn't do tell him that. Yes, I'm going to have to call back, call Ralph and tell him that uh, he may need to call back a little bit. 15 minutes later, then he was going to call And so, uh, well, anyway, um, so Egypt, it was a pivotal player in the Middle East peace, and now they are flattened. And so now, uh, does Israel even have a player in the Middle East to sustain peace? Do they even have a player in the Middle East to sustain peace? And the answer is, who? No. Uh, Turkey was somewhat an ally, and now Turkey is no longer an ally of Israel. <coughs> so they're gone, and Egypt is a big question mark. Who knows what the future is going to bring? Uh, we don't know. We we just don't know, and uh, and we don't act like we know. Uh, but we know one thing is that President Obama was sitting up there trying to negotiate with the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, are they like what's that? Wear afros and carry picks and come on, what's up, man? I mean, it, it, maybe he's cross-eyed. But, um, I, I, hey, maybe. some people will say, you know, he had to do it. Well, you know what? When you guys say he had to do something, you scare me. That's just like I had to go out and buy an extra color TV. Of course, actually, I did buy a TV for my office. But I was talking about a big street. He had to, you know, he had to sleep with that prostitute. He had to buy that big old, you know, that nice new Rolls Royce that his wife never wanted him to buy. He had to. Everybody's going, you, he didn't have to do anything. We had to go after. That's just like, I bet you the same culture today to say we had to go after Iraq, Saddam Hussein, would be the same one saying we had to bomb Vietnam. We had to put all those bombs in Vietnam because the, the Viet Cons, they were coming after us. No, they just were outsmarting you. You didn't have to 
bomb Iraq like that and kill millions and millions and millions of people. They did so much of a good job. They said they had to surgically strike. There is no such thing as a surgical strike. It's like surgical is like you take a knife and you cut something clean. There is no way you can surgically strike something with a bomb. It just doesn't happen that way. It might be less rocks flying if you hit it in a certain degree, but it's no such thing as a surgical strike. And the reason why I talk a lot, I mean, I believe that we should pray for our leaders and we should uh, honor our leaders, but at the same time, to what extent do we say, okay, the Bible is being ignored here. Let us not follow these guys. Now, if you look at Paul, when you look at Paul, did did Paul uh, come to a, a place where uh, he said, "Well, if if God, if man says that we should do otherwise, or that we should not." Honor our God, then who should we who should we who who should we obey, God or man? Now I'm not trying to twist the scriptures. I'm just trying to make a point. That's why abortion is going. That's why abortion was successful because no one challenged it. I mean, there well, there are some people who challenged abortion, but no one challenged it to a point where all the Christians stood up and stood their ground. Because we believe that we should always obey government. God didn't say for us to obey a bad government. <laughs> Not me, because think about it. The Romans were a bad, I mean, they put them in jail. They even told them to stop preaching their gospel. Now, did Peter and Paul, Peter and Paul, did Peter and John and Peter and Paul, did they stop preaching their gospel? I bet you they had that um, C15 text thing. What is that? What's that called again? The tax break. They <laughs> They would, trust me, Peter, Paul, and, and John would not stop preaching the gospel because the government gave them a tax break. Now, some of the preachers today will stop preaching the gospel. Or, matter of fact, come on in, Mr. Uh, Purpose Driven Buddy. Come on in, Shaq. Come on in, Da Vinci Code people. Infiltrate my church. Please. I want to teach false doctrine. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Oh, my God. Are you Are you serious? I mean, I'll never wake up to the day where we are so unconscious and we will vote for someone who would support abortion and then call ourselves a Christian. Of course, I never saw the day that um, uh, we got to get, well, actually, yeah, we always should get the plank out of our own eye and not have to do the same thing. I have to get the plank out of my eye. For every wrong that I'm accusing somebody of, there's a wrong that I have. But you know what? I 
go to Jesus. I want the plank out of my eye as well as the plank out of my body. So I have to uh, realize that if I have a radio show, I have to come clean with the Lord before I can say something. That's why a lot of times you listen to my past shows, I didn't really ridicule anybody. It's not that I'm going around doing something that I shouldn't be doing. You know, that you guys will just be like, if God showed you guys a mirror of my life, I would just shrink. I mean, I think a thought, if he showed us the thought patterns of, of the average human being, I'm talking about the best person, you'd be like, oh, that person is just a man of the Lord. You know, he's just a God-fearing man. And then he, God is like, okay, let me let you into his thought life. Look at his thought life. Oh, my goodness, are you kidding me? That's how he thinks? Yeah, that's, yeah. God, he said, he said uh, uh, the, the heart is wicked, who can know it? He wasn't kidding when he said that the heart is a wicked thing, who can know it? The heart, the issues of life flow from the heart. The issues of life flow from the heart. I just realized that I was on, um, I was on, um, Justin TV broadcasting with with the with the one scene that had no sound, so now I'm paying for it. Goodness gracious! Oh shoot, something's wrong here. Um, I think one of my microphones is now my earphone, so that's not a good thing. But anyway, uh. I'm still waiting for my call, and now I'm going to have two people bumping into the same show. So how am I going to fix this one, folks? I got eight minutes remaining for the first guest, so there's another guest supposed to come, come on. So now I'm going to have to call and cancel one guy and uh, keep another and then next week I'll bring him on. So let me go ahead and take a break, and I'm going to do some canceling. I'll be back. God bless. Hold on for the second half of the show. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture at American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station. You're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com. Tonight we will talk about the soon coming of Jesus Christ to the earth, to destroy the enemies inside of his long-awaited kingdom. Tonight we will talk about end-time prophecy and what God's say will happen in this world. Stay 
lays out our future and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. was an actual recording of my daughter's heartbeat within my womb. And ever since my husband Jeff saw our moving, active, vibrant daughter by way of live ultrasound image and heard her precious heartbeat within the womb, he's been horrified that we as a society legally kill our children at this stage of life. As a society, we legally kill our children. This is the greatest human rights issue of our day. To join in the conversation, Fridays, 9 to 11, visit WeKillChildren.org and find the show. That's WeKillChildren.org. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prophecy God. Now, we don't go blowing up people and killing our enemies because God never told us to do so, but we're literalists in our interpretation of what the Bible says. We believe it verbatim, we believe it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we live accordingly. So why is that so hard to believe that Muslims would do the same because the Quran puts no limitations on the violence and the war against those who stand opposed to Islam, where the, the Bible and the New Testament, especially in grace under which we live, Jesus never mandates that we do such a thing. So, you know, they're literalists and we are literalists. Theirs causes them to be violent. Rapture Ready Radio, live on Tuesday and Saturday, and the BB Report live on Thursday. Visit www.raptureadyradio.com for more show information. Hey, everybody out there. My name is Phil Armstrong, and I'd like to invite y'all to join us on the Prophecy Zone every Thursday and Sunday as we talk about the soon coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about world events like the Mark of the Beast, Israel, Middle East peace talks, Middle East wars. We're going to be talking about things like the end-time generation that we live in because we are living in the final day. So join us on the Prophecy Zone. 
did have to cancel a guest that was supposed to be coming on, but um, it worked out pretty good. So um, right now, uh, we're waiting for one of our uh, guests to come on, which is Phoenix from the Washington Chronicles, and he's going to talk about transhumanism, um, which should be a good interview because um, a lot of the uh, auto suggestion that we put up with us and on the news uh, is that we believe uh, what we hear. And if we hear that there was no weapons of mass destruction 500-some times uh, per week, we're going to believe it sooner or later. And you probably say, well, I'm not going to believe it. Yes, you will. Uh, and if that works uh, for the government entities, how much more would it work for uh, Satan and his minions? He's been doing it for millions of years. And uh, if they are questioning um, the fact that, uh, or not questioning it, they're, they're saying that there was no weapons of mass, there was no weapons of mass destruction. And when it comes out later that where there was no weapons of mass destruction, then all those suggestions has prevailed. Just like the magic bullet. There was one bullet that just flew all around the car and, and killed President Kennedy and, and injured a governor and, and just did all kinds of damage. Uh, same thing with the RFK. Um, we believe everything we hear. Uh, if, we, if they started saying tomorrow that uh, ice cream comes from leprechauns, we probably believe it. They said just enough time. I don't think nobody's going to believe it, but they're not, gonna, they're not stupid enough to come out with a lie like that. But they will come out with lies like aspartame is not going to hurt you. Don't worry about it. You know, aspartame is not going to hurt you. Don't worry about it. Aspartame is not going to hurt you. Don't worry about it. Aspartame is not going to hurt you. Don't worry about it. Soon enough, you're not going to worry about it until the sun come out with another study saying aspartame will kill you. I just heard one the other day, aspartame will give you a heart attack, which aspartame, to explain what aspartame is, is uh, put in diet sodas, diet food. Um, so people um, drink diet soda. I used to have, I used to drink diet soda every day, every, every uh, two liters of three, four, two, two liters a day, and I have what is called sleep apnea. And the sleep apnea uh, uh, caused me uh, to uh, have, um, did I say sleep apnea? <laughs> the uh, diet soda caused me to have sleep apnea, which is where you stop breathing or you slow down breathing uh, as you sleep. And uh, that is not good at all. Matter of fact, that is that you can end up dying in your sleep. Uh, and that I do not want to do. No, indeed. I, I, I don't think I want to die in my sleep. That's, that won't be fun. <laughs> yeah, that won't be fun at all. But um, like, let's get back to. Have a hearing repeat all the suggestions. Um, 
in the spiritual realm, these guys figured this out a long time ago. They figured this out in the garden that they can doubt God's word. And the society is 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 created or it functions separate from God. Sooner or later, society is going to tell its citizens that there is no God or God is on vacation, God is dead. In the 1960s, God was left the building. Uh, there is no God. And uh, now we're living like there is no God. But see, back then they just suggested it. And, it, and we were functioning as a uh, nuclear family were functioning uh, at least the white families were functioning as purebred you know mother, father sister, brother maybe one more sister, brother and a, and a little tot and, and now we're functioning as divorce, divorce, divorce divorce, divorce you know and, and now divorce has become the, the first option this, I don't like this marriage we just I can always abort. You know, abort. Like you, you fly in the airplane. Not abortion, but abort. You fly in the airplane and 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 you just notice the dangers ahead. But technically it's actually sunny skies or a little bit of rain. A little first so first sign of turbulence. Let's go, I'm gone. Because we live in a selfish society. Me, me, me generation. This is the me. When everybody's just concerned about me or their span of influence or their circumference of influence, their life, their, 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 the people around them. Which, I mean, that's understandable in a way, but at the same time, selfish societies don't truly survive. After a while, they will destroy themselves. He said, what do you mean? Selfish societies will destroy themselves. Thomas Jefferson said that give people what they want, and sooner or later, when you, as a congressman or senator, you stop giving them what they want, they're going to vote you out, vote somebody in that's going to give them what they want, and they're going to repeat the cycle until there's no more money left in the treasury. How true that is. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, trust me, we we we're not really concerned about because we're so used to being told that we must spend money uh, to keep for the economy to continue to roll. So now it's not a really a case of spending money because we've been, we've been so uh, programmed by the government to believe that um, excess spending is just the way to, to go. It's like eating potato chips. I mean, and, 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 and fried foods. Americans used to eat healthy. But now, so many, we've been conditioned by so many commercials, by so many food products, to eat what you want. Go and, you know, and, and it's kind of like the credit card commercials. You know, they make buying on credit so lovely. Well, they make fry, eating fried foods and Burger King, McDonald's, and Pizza Hut 
and chips at a football game and beer and yeah, well, that's why we have an overweight society. I don't know why I got off so far on this tangent. I think my I think the first is we wrote that all my about my show that I go off on tangents so true, but I love tangents. They, I mean they they come up with. I just name them by their beast by themselves. They just when somebody goes on a tangent, they they create by themselves. It's like web creating. It's like taking paint and throwing it on a canvas and start drawing. Oh, this looks nice, you know. It's a beautiful painting, you know. Um, but anyway, um, Bible prophecy is it's a beautiful thing. Bible prophecy is the proof. It's one of the proofs that the Bible is, is true. Um, but you have to take it by faith. So everything meets back at faith. Oh, it actually meets at grace. But faith is the vehicle to get there. So I have a faith. I, I, I mean, it's not. It's harder to believe that there is not a creator than there is a creator. So to, have, to say I have faith is that that there is a God is pretty much easy because everything that's sitting in my studio right now was created by someone. Even my kid, my kid has a uh, <coughs> drawing here somewhere in <coughs> uh, my office that if I said to my son, walk upstairs to my son and say, this was created and hold on for a second, stand by. You ready? Yeah. You ready? It's one three four seven eight two six seven zero eight eight. Yep. All right, bye. All right, that's my guest Phoenix from the Watchman Chronicle. It's supposed to be calling me. I know this is kind of ghetto the way I'm doing it, but hey, I'm just being uh, trying to. Get us get this show going so we can <laughs> call it a night. But I enjoy having my guest on. Uh, hello, testing, testing. This. Okay, so right now I'm working on. Uh, okay, I got it. So, hello. Okay, so I got some volume on one of these. So I'm going to have. Uh, Phoenix from the Watchman Chronicle call in in a few minutes and we are going to be talking about transhumanism and this is very important when you get auto suggestion uh, somebody tell you if you had a stepdad or or a uh, real dad that tells you you're ugly, you're ugly, you're stupid you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid pretty soon you're going to believe you're stupid <laughs> um, unless you got a strong will now uh Adolf Hitler's, um, uh, he called him, what did they call him? Uh, Minister of uh, Propaganda, uh, Schitzler, something like that, was saying that if you should, if you tell somebody a lie often enough, frequent enough, and broad enough, or actually, no, yeah, broad enough, you play with it, 
okay? People are going to believe it. And um, I can't get over how true that is. It, it, I mean, if you tell somebody a lie, just and you stick with that lie, you, you stern, look them stern in the face, and, and yeah. even a lot of wives that are getting beat, you know, getting, um, what's the word for it? I don't want to use beat. Yeah, okay. Uh, hurt by their husband, just to use that. They uh, tend to tell their wives lies, and, and their wives believe it sometimes. And that's when you know the wife has to make her move out of this chaos that she's in, uh, or it, it's going to um, not turn out good for her at all. But anyway, um, so I'm waiting for my caller to call, for my guest to call in, and um, we are going to hurry up and try to get this show over with before my posse comes home and rain wreck it on this house and make all kinds of <laughs> noises so I can't finish this show. I guarantee they'd be home the last 10 minutes of the interview just to make it impossible for me to get through it. I guarantee my little two-year-old's probably going to come through the house, come through the door with a temper tantrum. And uh, I will help my wife to keep them out until this show is over with. So I got like 45 minutes before this show, oops, I opened up two switchboards, before the show is over with, so, um, so we got, uh, we're going to have to have him or my guest on uh, again, that was my fault, I kind of got the, uh, the Ralph Epperson and him kind of at the same time, I was like, wait a minute, this is not cool at all, but uh, anyway, Phoenix, you there? Yeah, I'm here, man, can you hear me? Yes, sir. That's yes, right. Everything's working out now. I tried to use the cell phone, and I couldn't believe how um, simple it was. It was actually just coming through the loudspeakers, and it was going. Uh, see, I, I'm, I'm on Ustream too, right? And, uh, and, um, and one computer is taping the other one, so that's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, okay, I got you. I hear a little bit of a rustling in the background, but that's about it. I can hear you okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you. Uh, the, the, the earphones I got, I might have stepped on them a few times, but I have no choice but to use these. Uh, but uh, that's good. So uh, so what you been researching lately, man? I've been getting into some stuff, man. I've, I've come across quite an interesting subject, um, transhumanism. Okay. Very interesting stuff. Have you heard about it lately? This is the big transhumanism movement. Well, I... I haven't heard about that, but I have been studying some mind control a little bit. Okay. Now, transhumanism, uh, it's the ultimate goal of technocracy, okay? Uh -huh. It basically, uh, it looks to shape the human species through the direct application of science hmm. by employing technology uh, that we can take hold of that they say by evolutionary process and change it as they desire. So I'm talking about DNA manipulation with animal and plant DNA. Wow. This is a this is a big movement now, and it's scary because none of the pastors are talking about it. Wow. Um, which it, it's creeping up the pipeline very closely. What was that thing that washes short? It looks like a a, a retarded eagle and slash dog cat. 
Right. That he washed ashore from Plum Island. Yeah. Um, and what happens to be uh, a, a germ lab where they where they splice uh, germs in the same manner? Uh, you know, where well, that's exactly where I guarantee the swine flu came from, yeah. which is the uh, half half pig, half man, half bird uh, germ germ warfare. And I mean wow. that's that sort of thing. That sort of thing can't come in, into an existence in nature. It's just physically impossible. Yeah. And, I mean, you just have to be a geneticist, geneticist to understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, common people don't understand these things. It's like a person isn't going to get a cold from a bird or a cold from a, a dog. It just doesn't happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. So, that's... so I think that there's a lot of stuff going on on Plum Island, and that is more on the germ warfare but on this instance, we're, what we're seeing here is we're seeing um, direct manipulation to the, hu- to the human genome. Uh-huh. And these people, it's, it's scary because they, they have apocalyptic um, writings. They hmm. feel that they, that they can, by manipulating the DNA um, strand, they feel that they can become as gods, just wow. like the heroes of old. Yeah. They feel like they can, uh, they can create super soldiers. Yeah. That uh, can run all day. They can um, they can run all day, lift heavy amounts of uh, equipment, and not get tired. Sleep uh, for days at a time, or you know, go days at a time without sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really interesting what's going on in the world, and there and we see it every day in the newspapers. Basically, I don't know if you've seen the articles, but have you seen they want to bring a mammoth back to life? Uh, I haven't thought that. But wow, that sounds weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they want to bring a mammoth back to life, and they said they can do it. That's 10,000 years old. Wow. So, yeah, all they need is a little a little uh, piece of uh, the DNA, and that's it. Yeah, I believe that. I believe right. that. So it makes you wonder what the Egyptians knew back in the day when they, when they started um, uh, making bodies last longer and, and preserving them. Mm-hmm. Because they thought that their that their ancestors could be resurrected. Yeah, they had some twisted um, views back there. But yeah, I watched a few uh, uh, History Channel documentaries on some of those guys wanting to come back a little bit later. But that that's pretty weird, man. I mean, wow. Yeah. Well, it it believe me, it sounds crazy, but it lines right up with the Bible, and I'm going to explain exactly how. I don't know, okay. how much time do we have uh, with the show? We got 42 minutes. Okay, I got you. Now, these are basically the rise of techno gods. I want uh-huh. you to I explain, give me a few minutes, and I want to explain to everyone what's going on. Okay. Okay? They're um, basically the, the, the founding, not the founding movement, the, the, the guys that are up there basically pushing this movement is the Mormon Transhumanist Association. Uh, or MTA, this is the overview that they give. Visions of neo-human future will evolve as time goes on. As imagined now, possible neo-human traits, all involving technological investments to current human capacities, include highly advanced intellectual capa- uh, capabilities greater than ours in magnitudes as ours are greater than those of animals. So in other words, they'll be, sm- they'll be so smart that it'll be like the same as us being compared to a dog. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
physical bodies that are immune to disease and aging, the ability to communicate complex thoughts and emotions instantaneously without visual aids or speech. Hmm. What does that remind you of? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's telepathy. I mean, that's yeah. telekinesis. Yeah. But, this, but this is what they're stating, that, that this is a possibility of something that they can do. Yeah. yeah they, expanded, I know they can do it. Expanded sensory inputs that enable higher awareness of even distant environments. In other yeah. words, being able to transcend the body. Superhuman and agility. Perfect control of individual desires, moods, or mental states. Increased capacity to experience joy, love, pleasure, and other emotions. Superhuman strength. Longevity and disease-free living. Mind-to-mind communications. Does this sound like science fiction or oh, science indeed. magic? Indeed. <laughs> I like both of them. <laughs> uh, they, they try to, they try to, they're trying to do this through three ways. I'm going to explain how, okay? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're attacking in three different departments, DNA. Now that we are unlocking the secrets of DNA, you see it all over. They're, they're trying to remap the human genome. Uh, they believe they can alter our genetic makeup to prevent desirable traits and block negative characteristics. It's hoped such a move will bring loss and eradicate diseases. Other possible outcomes include the production of designer babies in the womb and even introducing DNA from other species into the human code, thus building a human plus. Hmm. They're, they're calling these human 2.0s. They're calling it H plus. These are the cool terms that they're using so that the kids will be keen to, to doing these sort of things. Uh, equipped with advanced physical and cognitive traits such as transhuman... Uh, would be transgenic, literally a human GMO, genetically modified organism. Yeah. Um, that's just one. That's just one area of the field, right? Yeah. The other area is computer computer interfacing and AI. As the secrets of brain are discovered, it is anticipated that a time will arrive when the mind is efficiently interfaced with cyberspace. It is believed that in such a scenario, the brain, once plugged in, could allow them up to surf the network, download and upload from the web, receiving memory upgrades, double mind to machine with community, forming a type of cyber hive. According to some cybernetic purists, to allow one's consciousness to completely leave the bounds of flesh and enter cyberspace as yeah. an electronic entity. Yeah. Where have you seen that at? Well, I saw a uh, movie. Uh, it, was a, it was a Christian movie. It was called Revelation. I think it was Revelation. And the individual, the individual was able to put on some type of a, 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 a earphone or a, some type of case right. here and, and go inside the cyberspace, which was kind of weird right. itself that you mentioned that. Go ahead. And also, you see it in the Matrix. Remember when they plugged yeah. Matrix? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're starting to see everything about the Matrix really coming into fruition. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's so they want to <laughs> believe, or they, they want to try to literally bring the brain mixed with computer chip is basically what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. Another aspect of this is nanobots. Hmm. Injecting nanobots, programmable microscopic-like robots, into the human body Cells and tissue might be manipulated in detail. 
disease cells could be hunted down and eradicated. But obviously, there's a, there's another side to that. Uh, mm-hmm. They could also kill you. <laughs> you know, and they could, yeah. they could also attack anything they want. So, mm-hmm. and they're programmable. So we understand that these things could be done with an error. Um, these guys basically state that no one's going to st- the leading transhumanist movement. They state that no one's going to stop them from becoming gods. And if mm-hmm. they do, they will start war with them. What does that sound like? I mean, it sounds so apocalyptic. Yeah, the, the word of God says that um, that the Antichrist will uh, declare that he is God. But uh, also it says in uh, Matthew 24 that many should come in my name saying, I am Christ. That's, that's millions. So I'm pretty sure there's a certain movement in the tribulation period that will declare that God, Jesus, uh, that uh, the Antichrist is ultimate God and everybody else is small gods. <laughs> right, right. And they're going to... They're basically going to make everyone want to become superpowers. I mean, look at let's look at the media. Let's look at the movies. Where do you mm-hmm. see this DNA manipulation going on? You see it in Spider-Man. Oh, you see, yeah, Spider. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see Hulk. Look at Hulk. Yeah. He was a super yeah. soldier. Uh huh. Um, we see it in Splice. Have, have you yeah, seen the movie Splice? Yes, sir. I didn't think of that. That's think it. of the. I didn't think of Spider-Man that way. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, remember that it was a genetically modified spider. And then, yes. it, and then it bit him, and then it genetically modified him. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Oh, and look on. at you see, I mean, you see X Men, you see Species, you see uh-huh. all these movies wanting kids to be superheroes. Mm-hmm. It's Condition. very interesting stuff. Where is it all leading to? Is the real question, yeah. right? Yeah. This is their reasoning for wanting to do it. If we will not go extinct before becoming post-humans. Mm-hmm. Then, given assumptions consist with contemporary science and technological trends, post-humans probably already exist that are more benevolent than us and that created our world. Because mm-hmm. this is the Mormonist movement. They believe that this world was created by other gods and that they can become gods and run the universe. Yeah. This is part of uh, Lucifer's big deception. Uh-huh. Now, the only alternative is that we probably will go extinct before becoming post-humans, they state. Um, they're being deceived greatly. And it's really interesting, at one of the big transhumanist events, uh, I believe it was in, uh, like, uh, where was it? The big Mormon uh, state. Uh, I'm trying to think of it, but, uh, you know, out west, Mormons are everywhere. But they have a big convention, and they, they, they stated at this convention that they believe that Anything we imagine, we can now do. Where have you heard that term? Yeah, that was back in the, um, what is that, the, the Genesis 11? That's right. Why, is, why, are they, why would they make such a statement? That's almost, that's almost very interesting in itself, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, they, stated just as, they even stated out of their own lips, just as in the Tower of Babel, we can now imagine... Anything we want, and we can accomplish that. Now, what did God do when that happened? Took him down. He took him down, didn't he? So now now we see we're at the point where man is getting out of control. And that's exactly what happened at the Tower of Babel. And that's why we painted it. You know, right, Nimrod, we we saw Nimrod creating the tower to try to reach into heaven. But Mm -hmm. what was interesting about Nimrod? He was over. 
you see Solomon stated that those things which are are those things which shall be. And there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. So what was Nimrod? <laughs> he was over I mean, there. Anything, do you find anything interesting about the, the Genesis 11? Uh, not offhand, but... <laughs> okay. Well, he, he basically, Nimrod stated that he was going to make a tower up into heaven so that he can reach the heights of heaven. Well, how would a man know where the entrance of heaven is? Yeah, that's true. Right, and and then the Lord came down and he said that he could do anything that he imagined himself to do. So basically, wow. Nimrod's plan was to build a tower that led into the gates of heaven so he could make war with God. Yeah, wow. And God didn't allow it. Yeah. But in, or, and for order to uh, Nimrod to be able to do such a thing, he would have to have sort of a sixth sense, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And we see we see a lot of animals nowadays. They can see into the spirit realm. Uh huh. Uh, just like uh, Balaam's donkey saw mm -hmm. the angel. Yeah. Just as dogs bark at things that we don't even see, they have these these extra uh, senses, right? Uh huh. So, what's this all leading to? You know, what's what's this what's this? Where, where am I getting at here? It says that Nimrod became a mighty one in the earth. Well, what does that mean? How did how does one become a mighty one in the earth? Uh, you see, if we if we look at the original text, it says he became a giborim, which meant a giant in the Hebrew text. Uh -huh. Well, how does a normal man become a giant unless he did it through genetic manipulation, through uh -huh. DNA alteration? Yeah. So we we see Nimrod becoming a mighty one by mixing his DNA with animal DNA and plant DNA just as they did before the flood. Yeah. Okay? So he and it says that there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. So we know that the giants were returned afterwards, but we we're not too sure how, right? But then we know Nimrod suddenly became a mighty one. Huh? So and he can also have these extra sensories, and now he can see into the spirit realm. Okay. So, and it said he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. So, in other words, he was a hunter of men. He wasn't mm -hmm. a hunter of, of deer. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then you see, I'm not going to get too much in detail about Nimrod, but you see statues of him from past history where he used to hold little lions in his arms, and they were like the size of cats. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we... We know the guy was a giant, and that yeah. he was he was basically altered in some way. My theory is that he hooked up with some kind of angel, some kind of fallen angel must have came to him and helped him gen genetically modify himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I well, obviously, we're not gonna we're not gonna know the details until until this this thing's all up about that. But yeah. but the point I want to get at is now we're at the point of the time at the Tower of Babel. And we know that Nimrod, who is also known as Osiris, correct, um, was the first one to be embalmed in Egypt. And, that's, and we know that through the, through the history books. Like uh, several ancient historians stated that Osiris was the first one to be embalmed through Egyptian uh, embalming because he was the king of the land. He was the king of Babylon. He was the king of Egypt. He was uh, king of the whole area.
Now, why would Nimrod embalm himself? You still with me? I'm here. Still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I said, now, why would Nimrod want to embalm himself? Oh, so he can come back later and himself. <laughs> come back in That's time. That's right. So it, it, I, I guess Nimrod knew or understood something, that he could be brought back through DNA genetic modification. All they needed was one little drop of his blood, right? Well, the demons probably told him. That's probably, right. Yeah. Exactly. And, they, and, then, and then what we saw the Egyptians doing from seeing Nimrod do it himself, they just carried on the transition because they all wanted to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But, but here's the interesting part, is Nimrod, okay, was also known as Gilgamesh, right? Yes. Okay, so we, everyone's read the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people have. Anyways, not very important, but... It is important that they just found the tomb of Gilgamesh in, I think, 2002. So they found the tomb of Gilgamesh, and guess where it was located? Where? Right in, front, right in front of the Great Pyramid of Giza. <laughs> wow. Very interesting. And then, all of a sudden, the next, very next day that the tomb was found, the Army of the United States, from what I heard from certain people, came in and quarantined the, the, the area off and took the, took the uh, sarcophagus out of there. Hmm. Now, what does the U.S. Army have to do with archaeological finds? I don't know, but the U.S. Army being some strange stuff. All right. Well, it makes I you wonder they, what they're I'm planning on doing. Are they, are they planning on bringing back Nimrod? Yeah, maybe the Antichrist Nimrod. If they can bring back Gilg- or if they can bring back a mammoth that was ten thousand years old, they could certainly bring back a man that was six thousand years old, right? Yeah, well, they're gonna be messing around with some technology when the Antichrist shows up. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so these things are all very theoretical at this point. I guess we'll all find out at one time. But the point I was getting at is this is nothing new under the sun. No, it never is. Yes, and. I find it very interesting. I want to quote a couple of these their speeches real quick. I think okay. you'll find it very interesting on these quotes. All right. Uh, just give me a second. I'm going through a lot of their large paperwork here. Okay. Now, Max Moore, he's one of the leading transhumanist movements, okay, uh, leaders. Yeah. He, uh, they, they, were at this, uh, they were at this convention, and Hugh, uh, his buddy Hughes made a, made a comment. Basically, he said, um, that if a Christian gets in the way of making me become a transhuman, um, he says, because apocalyptic and millennial energies very frequently inspire violence, so if reaching out across the aisle to someone who thinks I'm a spawn of Satan and establish a relationship so that he doesn't come after me with a gun, is something I have to do. I'm willing to do it, right? And it's the ones who haven't reached out yet that I'm worried about. So basically, he's trying to uh, invoke people to do this, to to, to genetically alter themselves. And then his buddy, Max Moore, cuts in. He said, I'm not the spawn of Satan. I'm the spawn of Lucifer. Hmm. This comment evoked some laughter at the the place. But Moore was serious. All that with a smile on his face. Mr. Moore wrote in 1991, 
this will blow your mind. This is what Mr. Moore said. In 1991, he stated, Lucifer, Lucifer is the embodiment of reason, of intelligence, of, inc- of critical thought. He stands against the dogma of God and all other dogmas. He stands for the exploration of new ideas. He stated, join me, join Lucifer, and join extrapeat in fighting God and his entropic forces with our minds, our wills, and our courage. God's army is strong, but they are backed by ignorance, fear, and cowardice. Reality is fundamentally on our side, forward into the light. Wow, what a comment. He basically stated that God's army was real, that Lucifer's army can stand up against God's forces on the battlefield if they if they genetically alter themselves and become as God. Oh wow! What uh, a statement! You lost me for I lost you guys for a second, so I think you were still good though. But uh, okay, oh, yeah. well, the, the state the statement basically. He, did you hear what I did? You hear a statement because it was pretty important. No, I didn't hear. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat it because people need to hear the statement. Okay. He stated, Lucifer is the embodiment of reason, of intelligence, of critical thought. He stands against the dogma of God and all other dogmas. He stands for the exploration of new ideas. He said, join me. Join Lucifer and join Extropy in fighting God and his entropic forces with our minds, our wills, and our courage. God's army is strong, but they are backed by ignorance, fear, and cowardice. Reality is fundamentally on our side, forward into fight. What a comment. Yeah. I mean, we're talking apocalyptic talk right there. He believes that his army, if he rounds up enough of them, could take on God's army. What does that remind you of? That reminds you of I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about Armageddon. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, does it, could, could it be possible that any man could ever want to face God and understand well, it, that God is real? Well, it has to be demonic because the demon, the, the, Lucifer tried to take on uh, God and uh, his angels, and they failed. He took one-third of the angels with him. So it sounds like he's just trying to repeat history. He's trying to do it on Earth, and, try, and this time he's using men as a vehicle. But I, I guess... I don't know. I don't even try to uh, figure any, this guy out because the Bible talks about speaking evil of dignitaries. But I don't even try to figure the guy out. But uh, without Jesus, right. but the guy is crazy. Exactly. I mean, he has to be something's got to be worked. I mean, well, I, here's what here's what we're looking at. Here's what we're looking at. We're seeing an army rounded up of people that want to become genetically altered and become like gods. We uh-huh. see them wanting to destroy God himself. We see them almost wanting to build a tower and reach into God and create a war in heaven, but they're not going to create it in heaven. They're creating it in the Valley of Megiddo. Yeah, yeah. And, what, and, and it's very interesting that Revelations talks about the, the soldiers at the Battle of Armageddon can fall upon a sword and not be wounded, hmm. and that they can, they can crawl upon housetops and talk in Bible as well, and that they will be, there'll be millions of them. So are we seeing, are we seeing treatments? Are we seeing post-humans on the battlefield? I think so. Yeah, could be. 
because they're talking about they'll be able to instantly heal themselves. They yeah. fall upon a sword and not be wounded. And wow. it's very interesting that if they mix animal DNA with human DNA, what does that make them? Uh, half human, half <laughs> animal. It makes them... It makes him a beast, doesn't it? Yeah. So Pretty wouldn't much. the mark of the beast, doesn't the mark of the beast come in a whole other picture for you when you add yeah. all that up? Yes, sir. Is, is it possible that these people that take the mark of the beast are going to be genetically altered on the battlefield and that they are going to be able to fall upon a sword and not be wounded? And they will they will think that because of this that they can take on God because they are almost like gods themselves. Yeah. Yes. Amazing stuff. Very uncanny. Yes. Indeed. I mean, we are living in some amazing times, my friends. Oh, yeah. Amazing times. And I can only think that I have Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because Amen. He's the only one that's going to save me on the battlefield. Amen. Amen. And I know, I have a feeling that this is coming sooner than a lot of people think. Yeah. I, I think did. I think this is uh, within the next few years on our hands. Yeah. And. I'm not saying that to terrify people. I'm saying that to warn people because it's already uh, it's already upon us. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, we got to wake up people. That's our mission as uh, Christians is to get out and get the gospel out. And, and, and if you consider this not the gospel, trust me, this is, it may not be the gospel, but it is a warning uh, to get to the original gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Absolutely. It's a big time one. Absolutely. Yeah. And I believe and I believe God has called me to be a prophet and to speak yeah. forth his word and I'm warning the people. But guess yeah. what? Nobody ever uh, nobody ever believes the messenger until it's passed. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I want I want I want to go over a couple uh, I want to go over an important thing before before we close out. How much time we got left? Oh we got nineteen minutes. Okay. Now, I want to go over the Department of Political Science uh, Transhumanism Security Dilemma paper that was typed up. Okay. Okay? Yeah. This, is, this is put out there for the government to, so they can understand what the security implications are for transhumanism. Okay. They said developments in genetics, cyber technology, nanotechnology, biotechnology, artificial intelligence, and other areas hold the promise and the peril of redefining what it means to be a human. They stated by using grin technologies, genetics, robotics, um, artificial intelligence, and nanotechnology, they can change people. They said, you want to hear what the security uh, implications are, though? They're enormous, they state, up to and including the possible extinction of the human species. Wow. Wow. They told me the government... The government did a report and said that this thing is so so dangerous that it could it could literally eradicate this human species. Hmm. They said one observation that suggests the scope of potential threat is the uh, the Fermi paradox, named for Enrico Fermi, uh, who created it. Science starts from the assumption that our species and our world do not have a privileged position in the universe, given the age of the universe. Okay. Now, they, they said that the new species, or post-human, will likely view the old normals. That's what we're called now. I don't know if you knew that. They're normals. No. They're post-humans. 
I mean, this is real right now. I mean, this is what we are now, uh, we are now classified as normals. Mm. Okay. So the old normals, humans, as inferior, even savages, and fit for slavery or slaughter. The normals, on the other hand, may see the post-humans as a threat, and if they can, may engage in a preemptive strike by killing the post-humans before they themselves are killed or enslaved by them. It is ultimately this predictable potential for genocide that makes species-altering experiments potential weapons of mass destruction and makes the unaccountable genetic engineer a potential bioterrorist. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just incredible. This is, this is government documents stating that this is how they feel. This is what their scientists are coming up with. This is, this is what's coming down the pipeline. Wow. And it's already too late. I mean, I, I'm, I'm here to warn you, and I'm 20 years too late. Yeah. Wow. And I'm just, I, I'm basically letting you know that I see the bomb coming down out of the plane, and it's going to hit the ground, but there's nothing you can do to stop it. I'm just letting you know that, that yeah. you know, it's time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, they also stated, if, if, as seems likely, biotechnology takes the same path as computer technology did a generation ago, a limited set of complex centers will be replaced by hobbyists and genetic labs, and the hackers and computer virus writers of today will be joined by genome hackers. So they're worried about people hacking the human brain. That's another possibility. Yeah. Uh, you, do you know who DARPA is? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This is the one that's heading all the super soldier programs. They're the, they're, they're the head of everything. It's called the Defense, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. They still doing that? The, oh, yeah. It says it is in the business of creating better soldiers, oh. not just by equipping them with better gear, but by improving the humans themselves. Soldiers wow. having no physical, physiological, or cognitive limitations will be key to survival and operational dominance in the future. Yeah. Uh, Goldblatt, are you there? Yeah. Okay, did you hear me clearly? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. I said okay. uh, Goldblatt, who is uh, the head of the Defense Science Office, told a gathering of prospective researchers until mid-2003 that DARPA, uh, the DARPA branch that focuses on human biology, imagine if soldiers could communicate by thought alone, he went on, and contemplate a world in which learning is as easy as eating and the replacement of damaged body parts as convenient as a fast food drive-thru. As impossible as these visions sound, we are talking about science action, not science fiction. So the, the head of Defense Advanced Research uh, Science Offices stated that this isn't science action, or this is science action, not science fiction, just to let you know this is going down. Wow, just incredible stuff. I hope yeah. people on your show, um, Phil, have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because yeah. if they don't, it's coming down the pipeline where I have a feeling that uh, men will be getting uh, stung by supernatural beasts for six months and they won't be dying on the earth. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, that's biblical. I, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and if you saw the movie Splice, I think that put it a little bit more realistic for you. Yeah. Remember she had a stinger? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 
you know, and not to mention, uh, I thought that movie was very interesting when it showed her turn into a guy, or I'm sorry, into a male, which was a giant, almost fallen angelic uh, creature. Wow. I mean, that was that that was interesting in itself. Not to mention, yeah. that, you know, he raped he raped his own mom, and I don't care about ruining the movie for anybody, but. It's realistic. If anybody wants to see what I'm talking about for real, they need to go see the movie Splice. Wow. This That's is what great. it's all, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. So Phil, wow. I, I'm just I'm glad you have me on your show, man. I'm, yeah. I just had to get the message out to your listeners. Okay, man. All right. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Uh, I mean, been, I, mean I, know, I feel like I always drop off a heavy duty package for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I appreciate you coming by, man. Um, keep it, keep up the research, and uh, when you find something interesting, just let, just drop me an email. Let me know. I will, and any, everyone can check out my show. At uh, if you're listening to Phil, I'm sure you're listening to Blog Talk Radio. You can check me out at the Watch Chronicles show. It's the right. Watching Chronicles, though. Yeah, so, sure. Um, everyone can find the link just by checking out Phil's site. And I, I thank you for letting me come on. God bless. Um, yep. Stay strong in the Lord. Stay in your prayer closet because we are living in perilous times, my friend. Yes, perilous sir. times. Thank but you. All I'm going to say is to God be the glory. Yes, sir. God bless you, man. See you later. Uh, man, I'll talk to you later. Yep. Yep. Goodbye. All right. That was uh, Phoenix from Washington Chronicles. Awesome uh, interview. We got to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture at American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think one once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. America's habit forming. Habit, habit forming. Use the truth carefully. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com. Soon we are in the last days. 
the Bible lays out our future. And host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible. And we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. All right, we are on top of eight minutes left on the show, and we like to just let people know who are listening Watching us through Jay's Justin TV, excuse me, that uh, I kept switching scenes just to test it out and see how actual show looks when uh, uh, different scenes look and different feels. Um, it's not the best quality uh, video yet, but we're working on it. Uh, we got we're probably gonna be changing fifty thousand times before. The year is out, um, but anyway, I'd like to thank my guests. Uh, we want we we, we, we had to try to get Ralph Epperson on, but uh, things didn't work out. Um, uh, so uh, we're gonna get him on Thursday night. We're gonna have him once again on Thursday night, and the midweek night will probably be changing, probably uh, to another day, uh, maybe uh, Wednesday. I don't know. But uh, we enjoyed today's show, and we hope you guys also enjoyed um, the show today. And um, we're going to be having shows every um, Sunday, hopefully this time. We're not going to. I've been sick a a while, and my kids been sick, and all kinds of things that I've been getting the the shows ready. uh, and we're also working on a website and a, and a, a, a radio station, also uh, online uh, internet. Before they decide they want to sh- shut off the internet like they did in Egypt. Trust me, folks, that that's coming here. All that stuff you see in Egypt, <coughs> it's just we we're looking at Egypt and oh man, wow, that stuff is just you know crazy. What's happening in Egypt? No, it's coming. Uh, and it's coming to a city near you. And Americans are going to be worse than these guys because these guys, I mean, America is the most free nation ever. And if you suppress the people of the United States, I'm not talking about civil rights and I'm not talking about slavery. That's going backwards because we 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 came here as as slaves and then we developed into part of the system. I'm talking about someone who was in the system going backwards. And uh, now, if you can put, put the proverbial frog in a, in a pot and turn it slowly to cooking, if you mess up and you try to cook him too fast, he's going to jump out. So I think that's what they, they want us to do is they want us to actually jump out. But we're going to be half burnt, and we're going to need a, we're gonna need their bandages to bandage us back up. And, and some people think you put the proverbial frog in there, they want, they're going to cook us all the way. They can't cook us all the way. They, they want slaves. 
and that's exactly what they're going to get. They're going to get slaves. And keep in mind the spiritual realm. We can't leave out the spiritual realm. That's why we need to pray. We need to read our word. We need to come together as a body of Christians and proclaim the word of Jesus Christ to the lost society. Don't go to work and, and walk right by as a co co-worker and then they die a week later talking about some, oh man, I feel so bad I could have witnessed this. No, you witness now. God don't make no shy Christians. I am so sick and tired of people talking about, I'm, I just, that, this is the way I, I do things. I'm, I'm quiet. I'm shy. Look, I'm going to tell you now. Get out of your comfort zone. Die to yourself. And then you'll worry about the nerves later. Just stick your foot in your mouth. It's worth sticking your foot in your mouth and being nervous and saying the wrong thing. It's worth it. You know, it's worth killing your feelings. And you might feel terrible for sticking your foot in your mouth. And, you know, and you say, ooh, man, I witnessed the wrong way. Practice makes perfect. Go out there, people, and, and proclaim that gospel of Jesus Christ. Be victorious in Jesus. You know, don't 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 hold back. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. If I was gonna use repetitive subliminal thoughts joking, I'm just joking. I'm 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 not trust me, don't don't go there. But let's go, let's go proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel for the gift it it, it is the power of God towards salvation. It is a gift too. It is it's power of God towards salvation. That God wished that no man perish, that all men come to eternal life. That is what we need to do. And let's pray. Pray, lift them up, holy hands on your knees, burn your knees out. Let's pray. Let's pray together. We're going to pray this week for our nation. We're going to pray this week for Egypt. We're going to pray this week for the Middle East, for Israel, for God's people. We're going to pray for the rich, the poor. The rich people need prayer, too, because they got a lot of weights holding them down on this earth. But the poor person needs your prayer, too, because they got a lot of weights holding them down. They want the rich. They want, they want the money. They want the money. They want, they want to be rich. People don't want to be rich. Believe it or not, poor folk. It's just as they want to be rich is just as worse as rich for being rich because they're they're hooked on something a dream. When you go to hell for a dream, <laughs> the state lottery you go to hell for that. Folks, I don't know what to say, but God bless y'all out there. This is a wonderful show. We we'll see y'all next Thursday and then next Sunday. God bless y'all and y'all have a Okay, I'm still on for uh, Blog Talk Radio. I'm sorry I uh, went off on the deep end. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna take some practice for me to um, figure out how I'm gonna end both of these shows. But I got, but God bless.
God bless.